the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What a difference a president makes. Hey, maybe you've heard what uh, Colin Kaepernick tweeted out on Independence Day. He tweeted, Happy Fourth of July, everyone. I hope everyone has a blessed day. Oh, wait, that's what he said back in 2011. I'm sorry, he didn't say that on Saturday. That's what he said back in 2011 when Barack Obama was president. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. I hope everyone has a blessed day. A very inclusive statement, wouldn't you say? But here's what uh, Colin Kaepernick tweeted out on Saturday, which was uh, the 4th of July, in case you've forgotten. Uh, Black people have been dehumanized, brutalized, criminalized, and terrorized by America for centuries and are expected to join your commemoration of independence, in quotes, while you enslaved our ancestors. We reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all. Let me read that. Well, I'm not going to read that again, but uh, that's a big difference from, oh, wait, uh, let me see what he said. Oh, yeah, um, happy Fourth of July, everyone. I hope everyone has a blessed day. Now he's not going to take part in your celebration of white supremacy or the commemoration of your independence. Um, This is the guy who says he wasn't disrespecting the flag when he took a knee at the... um, uh, at the NFL game, which is exactly what he was doing. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's fine. That's, he's allowed to do that if he wants, um, uh, at least as long as the 49ers say he's allowed to do it. The government can't say he's not allowed to do it. But um, he uh, took the knee and then said it wasn't about the flag. But a statement like that just proves to everybody that it's exactly what it was about. And it's the only reason it's effective is because he did the opposite of what you're supposed to do for the national anthem, which is, stand and face the flag you're not supposed to kneel so he should at least admit to have having done what he did he um he disrespected the flag but he doesn't want to join your commemoration of independence while you enslaved our ancestors we reject you i don't know does that include me i guess he said so who's you who's your i don't know but that's what he said so colin's not liberated yet he's still oppressed and today ESPN, actually the Walt Disney Company, uh, uh, announced that they will be oppressing Colin with a nice contract. Here's the uh, statement. The Walt Disney Company today announced an overall first-look deal with Colin Kaepernick's production arm, Ravision Media. The uh, partnership will focus on telling scripted and unscripted stories that explore race, social justice, and the quest for equity, and will provide a new platform to showcase the work of black and brown directors and producers so being an activist uh seems to be paying off pretty well for colin he's got the deal with nike and now he's got i don't know how much it's worth but it ain't going to be cheap uh he's going to make a lot of money if he's going to be involved in that and and uh uh he's that's he's going to make some cash for being as being an activist wonder where that money's going anyway how is it that uh by the way people like colin kaepernick don't see that things have changed somewhat uh since the um the uh uh, the Declaration of Independence. Um, I mean, he seemed to have uh, been aware of that back in 2011 when he tweeted, Happy happy uh, July 4th, everybody. And how is it possible that they don't see that it is that document, the, the Declaration of Independence, that made it possible to eventually end slavery? And how was it uh, that they forget that, uh, how is it, I should say, that they forget 366,000 men died in a war to end slavery? Somehow that's forgotten. I don't know. Well, President Trump was ripped by the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, and all the usual suspects for his speech Friday night. Lots of people at those outlets saw a lot of white supremacy in the speech, apparently, and lots of them had a problem with Mount Rushmore and the slave-owning presidents whose faces are on it. And by the way, here's what Barack Obama had to say about Independence Day back in 2014. 
It's important to remember what a miracle this country is. How incredible, how incredibly lucky we are that people generations ago were willing to take up arms and fight for our freedom. And then people inside this country understanding that there were imperfections in our union and were willing to keep on fighting on behalf of extending that freedom to all people and not just some. That's a pretty nice uh, uh, statement by a pre- for a president of the United States, especially the first black president. That's kind of the same message Donald Trump was delivering, but for some reason his speech was all about white supremacy. Uh, So uh, that's where we are. And um, it's, uh, you know, July 4th has come and gone. No fireworks. But Colin Kaepernick, just so you know, is still oppressed. When we come back, we are going to talk to a uh, pretty special guest. I think you know him. His name is Newt Gingrich, and he will be here right after this. Stick around. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Armchair psychologists have tried and failed to throw doubt on President Trump's sanity, but there's a new book that puts truly insane rulers in historic perspective. It's called History's Nine Most Insane Rulers. Author Scott Rank has unearthed the real lives of the nine most mentally unbalanced leaders through the ages. Some suffered from schizophrenia, like King Charles VI of France, who thought he was made of glass. Then there's Ottoman Sultan Ibrahim, the first who practiced his archery skills by pointing his arrows at his palace servants. And how about the president for life of Turkmenistan, who named the days of the week after himself? There's a serious side to all this. Power can be addictive and destructive for those who hold on to it for too long. This book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers, takes an in-depth look at the toxic mixture of absolute power and insanity. Are insane rulers a relic of the age of monarchs? Get the surprising answers in the new book, History's Nine Most Insane Rulers by Scott Rank. Order it today at Amazon or wherever books are sold. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code Salem. Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks, but as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit 
Visit TheAnswerPGH.com keyword Israel to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com keyword Israel. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we have a special guest today. He's the author of 40 books, including his latest, Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. He also has a podcast you can listen to at Gingrich360.com. And uh, he ran for president, and he's the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Mr. Speaker, thanks for being here. Well, I'm delighted to be there with you, and... uh... We sure have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Now, in the book, you say that uh, this election coming up represents the most decisive choice that we'll, we will make since 1860. That, of course, was Abraham Lincoln and uh, the lead into the Civil War. Why do you think this election is comparable in importance to something like that? That's a pretty big one. Well, listen, if you just looked at uh, or listened to the president's speech um, at Mount Rushmore and then listened to the 97-second Fourth um, of July speech by Joe Biden, which was the most anti-American Fourth uh, of July given by any presidential candidate in American history. The gap is so enormous. And if you think about a Biden-Schumer-Pelosi team uh, compared to Trump, it would, it would change the country so radically that we wouldn't be the same place. That's why I think this is such a big deal. And uh, you... Uh, uh, speaking of Biden, you've known him a long time. Uh, cognitive issues aside, um, how much of what he's been saying do you think he really believes? Oh, probably, look, I think Biden floats on the surface and always has. And I think he is, a, you know, if, if it'll get him elected, he's for it. If, if it makes the people who support him happy, he's for it. Uh, I think it's that simple. You also uh, write about the Democrats' uh, ideology that's developed into hating police and protecting criminals. Uh, how much are the protests we're seeing now uh, an effect of that, and how much are they the cause? There's a little bit of both. Oh, I think I think that there's a big difference. There are there are protesters who were genuinely moved by what they saw on on television, mm-hmm. and they were genuinely moved by what people said. But there was an underlying network of anti-American activists which was waiting for an excuse. I mean, these things didn't spontaneously, you know, come up everywhere. You didn't end up with a spontaneous autonomous zone in Seattle where four people got killed or a spontaneous autonomous zone in Atlanta where an eight-year-old was killed uh, this weekend. Uh, These were people who had set out to be destructive and who were essentially part of an anti-American move that has been building momentum for a long time. And I think that it's a very real threat to the survival of the kind of freedoms that we historically had. And how do we fix that and and still make sure that uh, blacks are treated fairly by law enforcement? Because that uh, is that was what supposedly caused this uproar was the uh, the George Floyd incident. Well, look, I think there are specific reforms you can undertake, uh, which includes renegotiating the union contracts so that bad apples can be you know, gotten out of the force. The guy who killed George Floyd had a long record and should have been dismissed years ago. I think also you'd need better training, and, and probably every policeman should be carrying a body camera. But beyond that, in most of these cities, they need more police, not fewer. And if you look at the rising murder rate in these cities, uh, and, and, you've, and these, these politicians want to cut the number of police available, uh, this this is madness. And then presently, the average citizen will get tired of being frightened. The, the the family whose daughter was killed in Atlanta, the mother said very specifically, look, this was not done by a policeman. This was done by people in the community who shot into a car and killed a four-year-old who was an eight-year-old who was riding in the car. And I think people are going to begin to realize that the number one threat to African-American lives is criminals and predators. And that the most police, most of the time, are risking their lives to try to keep the rest of us safe. And these places that are experimenting 
with dramatically cutting the police force, they're all going to have an explosion of crime because the predators look out, they see there's no risk. Why not go steal something? Why not go rape someone? You know, why not do whatever you want? Because there are no cops available. We're uh, talking to Newt Gingrich. His new book is Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. Uh, COVID-19 is a pretty big problem. Uh, it was just starting to spread when you started writing your book. What have you learned since you've, uh, as you've gone along and since you've finished the book? And, and what, what should people learn from all this? Well, I have to say I'm very confused by the data. My, my younger daughter, Jackie Cushman, is a, an expert at financial analysis. And she said to me yesterday, she has never seen statistics put together to be more confusing and less useful than the statistics on the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, when I look at it, for example, I just look, look today, uh, the death rate keeps going down. Now, they're promising us it'll start back up because it's a lagging indicator. But my question would be, what if it doesn't? What if it turns out that most of the people, most of the people we're now discovering through testing had the virus and so it was such a mild condition, they didn't notice it? And I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so, well it, seems, it seems to me that the, the, the numbers that should matter now, maybe the only numbers that should matter now, are hospitalizations and death. It, um, it started with people... Well, but, but, but even the hospitalizations, you've got to be careful. But I think ICUs is a more accurate number because what they're doing right now is they test you. You're asymptomatic, but you have the disease. They put you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't put you in the hospital because you're deathly sick. They put you in the hospital because you fit the test. And in a lot of cases, they're staying one day. Um, and by the way, the hospitals are, are rewarded because they get paid more. So if I was a hospital, I'd try to get as many people as I could. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is that when this started, uh, it was almost like uh, if you if you came down with this uh, disease, it was a death sentence, no matter how old you were or what kind of shape you were in. And the the level of panic that's being spread is still the same now, even though the death rate is down. I think I saw the numbers yesterday, 92.4% from April. If, well, if, if Governor Cuomo had not made a disastrous series of decisions, all of them to take care of his allies in the New York Hospital Association mm-hmm. uh, and put people back in nursing homes that were not prepared to deal with COVID, which probably killed at least six to 8,000 senior citizens. I mean, if you had taken the Cuomo death rate out of the, out of the calculus, you'd be at a substantially lower number. Yeah, President Trump's uh, poll numbers aren't good right now, Mr. Speaker. Uh, which polls should we believe uh, in this process and when? Well, look, I think uh, I wouldn't believe anything right now. If, if, if you were going to have the election tomorrow morning, Biden would probably win. However, the election will be tomorrow morning. And part of the question is, how long can he hide? Um, you know, he he, sit, mm-hmm. he sits in a basement, shows up occasionally briefly. Uh, if he does anything that's off the script, he, he sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. The other day, he couldn't remember the name of his hometown newspaper. Uh, I think it was a week ago he said that, uh, uh, that he's running for the Senate. And so I, I think that by the time we get to the election, it'll probably be a very different environment. I think. If the economy keeps coming back, and if Trump can stay focused on a couple of big ideas, I mean, uh, for example, I, I hope he's going to come out for a 12-month holiday on the payroll tax so that people will have more money in their pockets, small businesses will be saved, we will we'll keep the economy growing. A couple of big ideas like that that are positive. And then, frankly, what he said, I thought, the other day uh, was a pretty remarkable speech uh, at Mount Rushmore. And really laid out the case that the, the divide between those of us who believe in America and those people who want to destroy America is really huge. And that, uh, sadly, uh, the Democratic Party and, and Joe Biden have uh, decided to be with the people who want to undermine and weaken America. Um, we talked at the beginning here about the, you made the comparison in your book uh, to 1860. I'm old enough to remember 1968, and I was thinking about this this morning when I knew I was going to talk to you. Um, I was in college at the time, but what um, uh, did uh, uh, did Hubert Humphrey try to run away from what was happening on the streets uh, compared to well, what yeah, we, you know, just, 
it was chaos. I mean, the 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 '68 election was a three-way race with with uh, Governor Wallace representing the hard hard right, and then Humphrey sort of straddling between Lyndon Johnson and the Vietnam War, being against it, being for it, uh, and then Nixon, you know, making a comeback and and uh, hammering away at law and order and hammering away at um, the fact that the the Democrats had failed. Uh, both with the economy and with uh, Vietnam. Uh, it was a very narrow victory for Nixon. But four years later, uh, when you'd had 2,500 bombings from uh, left-wing radicals, and you'd had uh, the Black Panthers openly saying that their goal was to kill policemen, the reaction was so massive that Nixon won one of the largest majorities in American history. And I think, uh, you know, the the... The parents of the eight-year-old who was killed in Atlanta, the mother said um, that she was not killed by a policeman. She was killed by people in the community willing to shoot into a car and and hit hit an eight-year-old. And I think that's the sort of thing that starts to turn the tide. And then, of course, uh, these people who are radicals can't contain themselves. So now they're tearing down the, the statue of Frederick Douglass who was the most famous 19th century African-American. And you have to ask yourself, you know, why would you do that? Well, the reason is they're barbarians. Well, hey, Mr. Speaker, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you doing this uh, with us. The, uh, the book is Trump and the American Future, Solving the Great Problems of Our Time. Thank you very much, sir. Take care. All right, uh, that was Newt Gingrich. And uh, i got a couple minutes here before i got to take another break. I just wanted to make sure I got in. You know, in case you haven't heard enough about uh, racial problems, uh, I may not have caught this, but uh, apparently the the national parks are racist. Uh, that's what uh, E&E News reported. This is what it says. Um, where is it? Right here. Uh, over 83% of the agency's more than 21,000 permanent and temporary employees are white, according to data the service provided to E&E News, about 20 percentage points higher than the rest of the federal government. The service's ethnic breakdown has remained nearly the same over the last five years. Six percent of the agency is black and about five percent is Hispanic. Okay, maybe there are a lot of racists running the national parks. I don't know. I might believe that, though, if the story included the number of non-white applicants that uh, that uh, showed up and how many of them were turned down. It's amazing how many stories about racial discrimination and hiring Leave out that number, the, you know, the number of applicants received and number rejected. Uh, is it possible that they're getting a lot of African-Americans to apply to, park, to be park rangers at Yosemite National Park? Uh, is it possible that the workforce reflects the number of applicants from each racial group? I don't know. But before you claim racism, I don't know, maybe it would be a good idea to produce those numbers if you want to prove it. The numbers they gave prove nothing, nothing. Uh, and I uh, seriously, I, I, I just I never understand how it is that when you see these uh, reports that there's discrimination, the assumption always is uh, that people, whatever group they're from, whether it's uh, a, a racial issue, a, a, a male female issue. Uh, I mean, uh, how many how many what's the what's the the breakdown of male and female coal miners, for example? Uh, or or white and uh, non-white coal miners. I, I don't know. Is it uh, is it is it bad? Is it good? Um, again, how, how many people are applying for those jobs from each individual group? Are there is there a large number uh, of are there a large number of blacks who have been disappointed when they've applied for a job as a park ranger at Yellowstone or Yosemite or some other job with the national parks? And they and they they didn't get hired, and they thought that they didn't get hired because they were black, and a white person was chosen over them. I don't know because you know why I don't know because they don't tell you how many applicants there were. They just tell you how many people worked there. I don't know. They and I I, I say this every time a story like this comes up, and it's one hundred percent of the time. When we come back, we're going to talk about more stuff like this. You're gonna you're gonna be amazed at the story that's going on out at Pitt. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. 
Hospitals fast approaching capacity in Florida and Texas in the Miami area again ordering restaurants closed as the number of confirmed coronavirus cases and hospitalizations begin to climb. The news comes as the U.S. emerged from a 4th of July weekend of picnics, pool parties and beach outings that health officials fear could fuel the rapidly worsening outbreak. One of Chicago's bloodiest holiday weekends in memory ended with 17 people killed, 70 more wounded by gunfire. Among the dead, 7-year-old Natalia Wallace, who was standing outside her grandmother's house on the evening of the 4th of July when she was shot. Police have a suspect in custody. Wall Street is closing higher today, joining a worldwide upswell by markets. The Dow picked up 459 points. The Nasdaq ahead 226. The S&P gained 49. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. We always hear that elections have consequences. When Democrats took over the House, it led to the impeachment of an elected president. This radio station wants every listener to focus on what's important. How do we save America from the forces that want to tear it apart? How do we make sure we save America for our kids and our grandkids? The hosts on this station need you to engage in the fight. We need you to register to vote. Elections have consequences. Make sure you are part of the solution. AM 1250, The Answer. The Answer Pittsburgh celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound senior's achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at TheAnswerPGH.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround. And this station. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Delays on the parkway east on the outbound side as you approach the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. A couple minutes extra there. Also off-ramp to Monroeville remains shut down till the 10th for construction. Inbound a little slow into the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Looking pretty decent on the Parkway West. No major issues. Accident Penn Hills area, Hunter Road at Barter Street. We're also seeing that construction continuing on northbound 51 on the Elizabeth Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low 67. Partial sunshine tomorrow. Humid and very hot with an afternoon shower or thunderstorm in some areas and a high 94. Wednesday, humid with clouds and sunshine. Another shower or thunderstorm in spots during the afternoon with a high of 90. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. 
The Answer Pittsburgh celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at TheAnswerPGH.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the racial uh, divide, I guess you would call it, uh, the racial controversy that is everywhere right now has uh, shown up here in Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this or heard this. Um, I was uh, alerted by a listener. I didn't see this story earlier today, and I don't know if the local media are covering it. I sure hope they are. I would just tell you this. If I were the news director at one of the three local TV stations, and uh, in case you didn't know, I worked in TV for a long time, uh, I would be uh, the first 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes of the newscast would be this story. I, a black student activist group is demanding that the University of Pittsburgh fire all faculty and staff deemed to be racist uh, and that would be they it would be if they were deemed racist by a black only student council this is a story from the washington free beacon the group is called black pit it's also demanding an end to first amendment free speech rights for all employees at the public university and they want a black only graduation um uh, that's I don't know about you, but that that sounds a lot to me like segregation. But anyway, that's some of their demands. Uh, they outline a list of demands in a letter to the school. And this is the, what the letter says: faculty and staff with one incident or complaint of racial bias, excessive force, or unlawful arrest slash de- detainment should be terminated and banned from the university campus immediately if found at fault. Now think about the that that that's a, a an all black group. And then, and one person makes one claim of racial bias, and that person has to be fired. This is the kind of stupidity that they're trying. This is not a college campus where people are supposed to be getting smarter. During the time of the investigation, the faculty staff should be disclosed by name and banned from the university campus until its completion. So, of course, you're guilty until proven innocent. If they claim that you. Uh, displayed some kind of racial bias or excessive force or unlawful arrest, you uh, get no chance to defend yourself. You're kicked off the campus until they do the investigation. It's a 12-page list of demands, and here's some of the other things. Uh, In addition to the termination of racist university faculty and staff, as I said, a black-only graduation, the creation of a People's Voice Committee, comprised of black faculty, staff, alumni, and student liaisons who are well-versed in the field of black studies slash culture, an overhaul of university curriculum to be more, quote, inclusive and comprehensive regarding the plight and triumphs of black people, uh, the establishment of a master's and Ph.D. program in black studies. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a black guy, so I, and I, I don't know if I – maybe if I were a black kid, uh, I would be interested in black studies. Uh, nothing wrong with that, I guess, but I, I, I don't know uh, where that gets you as far as jobs are concerned. When you go out for a job, uh, you majored in black studies. Uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe somebody could let me know about that. I, I don't know what, what that gets you, a degree in black studies or for that, you know, gender studies. Any of those courses, I don't get. They also want the firing of quote-unquote racist university police officers and the severing of ties with the city of Pittsburgh Police Department. So they, the, the pit police, they're gone. Uh, full financial support as well as university assistance with securing a location for events and projects that cater to the, quote, black experience. So they want a black graduation. They want a, uh, a location where they can have events that are only for black people. Uh, that uh, that cater to the, quote, black experience. They want a creation of space in the William Pitt Union solely for black students. Now, that sounds a lot like segregation to me. I, I mean, I'm not that smart, and uh, I didn't live through actual segregation, but uh, a space in the William Pitt Union solely for black students. Um, I, I don't know. That, that's I thought that's what 
we were trying to evolve from. I don't know. There's rather two. An increase in the population of black students on campus, okay? The establishment of 51 new scholarships for black students and the creation of a black advocacy council. Now, again, I, I would love to talk to someone, a, a black student there, who feels that uh, things are stacked so much against him or her that they they need this kind of uh, extra um, assistance, extra attention, whatever you want to call it, from the from the university. Um, if I I don't know. See again, I, I I can't put myself in their shoes, but I just thinking the way I do uh, as a white guy from the suburbs. I, I if someone were doing all this advocating for me, I'd I'd be uh, asking, do you think I'm really that helpless? Is it that tough for me here? Is it really this bad? I mean, I understand we should focus on, you know, discrimination, and that's an issue, and I'm all for that. But do we need 12 pages of this? That's what they got at Pitt. That's what's going on. A Pitt spokesman told Pitt News, the guy's name is Pat McMahon, he told Pitt News that the university is giving the list of demands, quote, serious consideration. What does that mean? Are they seriously considering a creation of space? in the William Pitt Union solely for black students? Are they seriously considering black graduation? Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But uh, apparently Pitt's seriously considering it. Uh, That's what's going on. And by the way, the uh, black Pitt, which uh, did not respond to a request for comment from uh, uh, the uh, the website that uh, did the story, uh, called on the university to implement all of its demands by the start of the 2020 2021 school year. Um, according to my calculations, that's about a month from now, a little bit, maybe a month and a half. Uh, late August, early September, I'm guessing, is when the um, the, uh, the the academic year starts, assuming there's going to be one. But that's a long list of stuff there, and um, I, I it, you know, it, it's it, I, I just I'm I'm just having a tough time because it it really really sounds like segregation. Uh, what would be happening if white students or white parents were saying, you know, I'd really prefer it if all the black students were had, had their own space in the student union. That wouldn't be good. Or if, or if they said, you know, I wish it was, I wish you broke that student union up so you had white, Hispanic, Asian, black, and had different segments of the, of the, of the room for each group. Uh, that would be a good idea. Well, I guess maybe that's where we're headed. I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of, uh, Racial issues. Here we go are with something else. This is Marcellus Wiley. Um, he's a really smart guy. I believe he went to Columbia, played in the NFL for a long time, really good player. Um, and, you know, the NBA is talking about putting uh, social justice messages on the back of players' uniforms, and they're talking about putting painting either BLM or Black Lives Matter on the basketball court uh, when they play their – when if they do start their season, which – I'm beginning to wonder if anybody's going to start a season, but uh, they're talking about putting that on the on the uh, on the basketball court. Well, uh, somebody at uh, on the show called "Speak for Yourself," and by the way, everybody you're, everybody is supposed to. I, I, I get the feeling if you watch on the media, especially sports media, you you have to agree with everything that Black Lives Matter stands for, or you're a racist. And you have to believe that Black Lives Matter is a wonderful organization, and we should follow everything that um, that uh, they propose. And also, uh, all black uh, students or black people are supposed to be on board with Black Lives Matter. Marcellus Wiley, when he was asked about the idea of putting the Black Lives Matter logo or the words Black Lives Matter on the court, begged to differ. Listen to this. Well, Marcellus, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Is this a good idea? Ah, it's not a good idea. Um, I do want to give the players credit for their flex to even get this to be more than just an idea, but something that's going to be in reality. I give the players that. Um, but there's a problem with when you start to go down this road of the freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and how much social space is allowed for those who don't support in that same space. And that's where I, I wonder where this is going to go in terms of identity politics. We know what identity politics does. Uh, it, it divides and it polarizes. No matter how you want to look at it, that's just the effect of it, no matter how great the intentions are. And we all know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. intentions. So 
it's an interesting play right here. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. And I'm a black man who's been black and my life has mattered since 1974. And this organization was founded in 2013. I'm proud of you. But I've been fighting this fight for me and for others a lot longer. Two things. My family structure is so vital and important to me. Not only the one I grew up in, but the one I'm trying to create right now. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. When I know statistics, when I know my reality, forget statistics. I knew this before I even went to Columbia and saw these same statistics that I'm going to read to you right now. That children from single parent homes versus two parent homes. The children from the single parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this. Five times more likely to commit suicide. Six times more likely to be in poverty. Nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew it? Because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine. And they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. So when I see that, or as a mission statement for Black Lives Matter, it makes me scratch my head. When I also see their mission is to eradicate white supremacy. In 2020, white supremacy is the mission. Woo, that's a lot of digging through minutia right there. I am on a show that I'm hosting along with another black guy who is hosting with me, who replaced another black guy. And that's just one example of it. So I understand. I respect your space. I respect what you're protesting for. But will you respect others who don't support that same protest? Now, that <clears throat> that statement, um, I, I don't know if the uh, how, how much play it's gotten, but that is so anti-Black Lives Matter movement. Not, it's not a a disagreement with the notion that Black Lives Matter. You know why? Because nobody disagrees with that, uh, and very few people ever did. There's some sickos out there who are always going to be like that. But that, Black Lives Matter as a statement is non-controversial. But that was Mar- uh, uh, Marcellus Wiley, and that that statement should be required. Every 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 woke member of the, uh, especially liberal sports media, should listen to that, and 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 maybe take that with them the next time that they uh, uh, find themselves throwing themselves behind uh, the cause of Black Lives Matter without investigating exactly what Black Lives Matter actually stands for. There, way too many people think that it only stands for not wanting blacks to be uh, brutalized unfairly by police or to be killed. Nobody nobody disagrees with that either, but that that's not what this organization is about. Marcellus Wiley just told you what it's about. And and he also made a comment on, on white supremacy. He said, I'm a black man. I'm sitting here on a network with another black man. I'm hosting a show. Uh, we've made some progress. Uh, maybe it's, it's never going to be perfect, and, it's, and we've got a long way to go before it, sh- it gets to where maybe it should be. But to, to, for someone like Colin Kaepernick to run around talking about how oppressed all black people are, and then you have a guy like Marcellus Wiley. Again, I, I, I've, I ran into this soundbite somewhere. I, I, I haven't seen it anywhere else. I don't know if this is, uh, is it being repeated on MSNBC, CNN, or even Fox. I don't know. But it sure as hell should be. Uh, and, you know, it's is it okay for a black guy like Marcellus Wiley to have that opinion? Uh, I know it's not okay for a white guy to have it, but Marcellus Wiley, eh, you know, he stated it pretty well there, a lot better than I could ever dream of stating it. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's just something that everybody should have to listen to. Uh, any, everybody in the media should hear that. And he should be, he should be, um, being um, mobbed by the media to get his uh, to, to comment more on that, and and other people should be commenting on it, and other black players should be asked to comment. On it. I don't know if they are. Maybe they are. I haven't seen it. But that was a tremendous statement by Marcellus Wiley. I'll be right back. 
We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon, only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Pittsburgh to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and I'm very excited to tell you about the book that finally tells the inside story of Obamagate. It's called Above the Law, and it's written by my good friend Matthew Whitaker, the former acting U.S. Attorney General. We all know that the deep state has been out to destroy President Trump since before he was elected. Now, in this new book, Above the Law, Matt lays out the inside story of how James Comey at the FBI and top officials at the Justice Department help fabricate the fake Russian conspiracy with the participation of Barack Obama. You'll read how Mueller and his henchmen created a corrupt report for the sole purpose of political subversion, despite the fact that there was zero evidence of Russian collusion. You want the truth about Obamagate? Matthew Whitaker has written a book. It's called Above the Law. Order it today from Amazon or wherever books are sold. Above the Law by my friend Matt Whitaker. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, one more story here about, uh, well, it includes Black Lives Matter. Uh, an 11-year-old boy, they were having a pool party somewhere in uh, D.C., a cookout of some kind, uh, on the 4th of July and uh, in Washington, uh, D.C., and... Uh, a twenty-five thousand um, dollar reward, leading to the arrest of whoever it was who shot and killed Devon, De- Devon McNeil. Uh, he was shot in the head and was pronounced dead at a local hospital. Uh, he was just there, and somebody came by. I guess it was a drive-by, and just started shooting, and he's dead now. Eleven-year-old kid. This is what his grandfather, John Ayala, his paternal grandfather, said. 
everybody's just saying they're just tired, tired of the shootings in the community. Remember, this is these are the people who are out there saying defund the police. Everybody's just saying they're just tired. Not him, but too many people are. Uh, everybody's just saying they're just tired, tired of the shootings in the community. Everybody's running around here thinking they're oozy-toting, dope-sucking, psychopathic killing machines, and they're just destroying lives. We're protesting for months, for weeks, saying black lives matter, black lives matter. Black lives matter, it seems like, only when a police officer shoots a black person. What about the black-on-black crime that's happening in the community? When white people bring that up, it's because you're racist or because you don't understand. But uh, more people need to listen to guys like John Ayala. And, and the polls show, by the way, that in the neighborhoods where, this, where there's most violence, um, the people don't want less police uh, activity. They want more. They want more cops. They want to get uh, some of the kids off the street that are causing the problems. Uh, and I only have a couple minutes left here, a little quick uh, sports note before I go. Uh, I've been saying for a long time, and I'll continue to say it, I don't believe we're going to have sports uh, when I, until I will believe it, I should say, we're going to have it when I see it. Uh, the NFL is getting ready to cancel all preseason games if they haven't already. A couple of major league teams have already shut down their camps uh, for a couple of days because of players testing positive. I don't know where that's going. Lots of NBA players are saying they're not all that thrilled about playing in the Orlando bubble for a variety of reasons there. And who knows what's going to happen with college football. You know, the Ivy League was the first league in America of any kind, in any sport actually, to cancel a season. They they uh, canceled their basketball tournament, I think in the middle of, the, of a game at halftime of one of their uh, of the Ivy League basketball tournament. They just said, that's it, we're done, we're done, the season's over. They're going to make an announcement on Wednesday about whether it will be moving fall sports to the spring and fall would include football. And I, I'm here to tell you that I think that if the stupidity continues and everybody's still hiding under their bed because of the virus and we can't go to football games in September uh, and it's not going to be uh, – they're not going to be able to have fans until uh, whenever – I don't know, whenever they say you can in December or whatever it is, it makes a lot of sense to me to just move high, uh, move college football to the spring. Let me tell you, if Ohio State plays Michigan in April – there won't be an empty seat. And if a high school game is a good high school game, they'll fill the stands for it. So sounds like a good idea to me. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.